Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. Uh, My name's Dan Kennett, and with me to discuss two more fantastic matches, um, the second leg against Benfica and the epic um, FA Cup semi-final against Manchester City. Um, We we don't have the four-man crew today, um, because it is a bank holiday. We are recording middle of the afternoon on Bank Holiday Monday. Um, But I do have my namesake, uh, Mr Daniel Rose, um, data collection and video analyst guru. Afternoon, Mm -hmm. Rosie. Afternoon, birthday boy. Hey, so how, how how many hours collection was the sem- was the semi final? It, it was eight, but uh, that was mainly because I couldn't get um, a decent video for the first half, and so I was having to use the BBC iPlayer, player, which is absolutely shocking for collecting pressing. But then Gag saved me uh, for the second half, so that was a yeah. Lot it's fun. not the best for pause and rewind, is it? The um, the iPlayer, player, yeah, it's a bit clunky. No, you can only pause, and then you've just got to do it with your mouse. It's just, oh. God, it was slow. And then it was a record for a first half. <laughs> for any... <laughs> this is the level of this is the level of dedication we go to with these pressing collections. But Rosie, not even stats bomb. I've got the pressures for this match. Nope. We're the only people who've got the pressures for this Liverpool match. Yeah. Thanks to you. That's what well, we it do. Worth, it was worth it. Had it been the yeah. other way around, I'm not sure I'd have been up at half four. That's what we're talking about, though, isn't it, Sai? That's the level of dedication goes in. Yeah, exactly. This is the good stuff. This is the next level analysis you don't get anywhere else. Yeah, and then you heard him there. It is. It's. It's. It, it, I'm surprised he's not winning league titles with Derby Ladies uh, FC again. You know, but he's 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 here. He's taking his time off from his silly bank holiday. It's it's Mr. Simon Rundish. Afternoon, Sai. Happy birthday, Darth. Thank you very much, guys. So we are going to spend a quick 15 minutes on the Benfica match. Um, and we didn't collect the pressing on this one because we decided that um, the match was won in the first leg. And I think, Sai, judging by our team selection, um, the manager thought the match was won in the first leg as well, and we just decided to have some fun. Um, but I just wanted to ask a serious point here that um, you've been reflecting on this in recent time, in recent days. Is this that just the, what the, the elite the elite nature of the load management of the players that we are seeing. Do you want to just cover that, why you're so impressed with what we're doing here with the squad and then and the, and the way it's played out with, with these two fixtures as well? 
Well, basically, he's never done it before, and it's never been done by anybody at this at this level. So he's keeping he's keeping a, a a rotation really of seventeen players, primed, fit, ready to go, and fresh. In, in yeah, there's a spectrum of that. So some are playing slightly less than others. Some are playing slightly more than the average. But everybody, the whole side, despite playing pretty much the most football it's possible to in any domestic season alongside the most intense international period in history no player not one of our players is going to get a career max this season that a career max is the most minutes they've played in a year so there has been a backlog of international fixtures, like you say, because of COVID, hasn't there? And they've shoehorned extra international breaks in, haven't they, for the guys? Some of the guys have played it to 11 internationals. Is that right? Uh, some of them have played 12 internationals, but Robbo's played Just... 11 internationals and he didn't even have to yeah. play AFCON. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, whole so world, COVID, yeah. COVID, COVID plus the garbage that international football is just see an opportunity to rake money out of people. And that's the, the COVID opened an extra opportunity with an extra international break for them. And they kept it when they didn't need to. And yeah. so there was a whole bunch of extra. So there were five extra friendlies uh, this year that have never existed before. And uh, we, we eventually only in March pulled players out injured. But until then, they were playing all the all the games, two games in in ten days, like everybody else. In height, some of them, Robbo in and um, Sadio and um, and Mo, in the most extreme circumstances. Yeah. So this it's just unbelievable that they've and, they've, ma- they've maintained this level of quality with this amount of minutes played. And and just for any anybody who knew knew who might be listening, one of your mantras is size that um, injuries don't care what jersey you're wearing. You know. When you when you're when you're playing, and and that's why we that's why the international minutes are so important, aren't they? In the overall context of players, the managing the players, yeah. Of course, there was loads of um, stuff. P- people have cottoned on to how many minutes uh, to how many games are being played, and and um, this week with journos um, after what Pep uh, as after City lost, um, the Pep's got a smaller squad. Blah 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 blah. Poor Pep. Um, he, uh, look at Liverpool's team um, and they've got this whole bunch of lads that are under 1,800 minutes. But um, while while Pep doesn't have any because all of his has to play so much, well, one, that's his choice. He's he's mm. created a squad. He's created a squad with twice as much money as, as we have. Yeah. And that's that's really conservative um, estimate on how much he spent. But... It's, those numbers aren't even true because that doesn't factor in how much. So he said... Um, so... The article in the Times said that Naby had played under eighteen hundred minutes. We hasn't. He's played twenty three hundred minutes. Once you factor so in Guinea, that's yeah, that's six games more. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 garbage. Bobby's played over eighteen hundred minutes, which he said was under. Um, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just silly. And and Canate too. Canate's at nineteen and a half, and he hasn't even played internationals. Yeah. So, but the the way that so. Just from a sports science perspective, um, you don't want to increase really um, your career average by more than 30% year on year. Yeah. Right. Because that's a red flag. And we currently have two players above a, thir- above a 30% career, a- career average year. 
And one Matthew. of them is Diaz. One of them is Diaz because we've never, because he's nothing to do with us. He just came in with a massive yeah. load and he seems to be a machine like Suarez. Yeah. And then, and then Matip. Matip. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who's who, got over, who who's got over his, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and one so, of the amazing so, seasons so, he's had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's 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 had a career uh, five thousand minute career season before, but not for a while. It's, it's just the last three seasons he's been suffering from the same injury, which eventually got fixed. Yeah. So going back to Benfica, seven changes, wasn't there? Three of the back four changed. Um, yeah. Fab and Fab and Thiago dropped out, and 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 we got Milderson in for this one. Both the front five rotation continued as well. Bobby and and Diogo came in. It's just unbelievable. And then and it's and it unbelievable. Was... But if you put if you put Darth, if you put in context, right? Of um, I've got I've shared graphic uh, graphics with you guys before. But um, so an average a number of minutes per week. That's yes. what. So we have a chronic load. We have a, uh, an acute load. We've talked about those on here a lot of times before. But we've not really talked about the average number of minutes a week over over the course of a career that uh, yeah. our players have. And what he's done is he's kept everybody within 10 minutes of that average. Yeah. So the levels it's that they are phenomenal. used to, the levels that they're used to historically. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we anybody have... that's gone up, the fullbacks even, he's brought them within line of their, of their uh, minutes played, but the, but even he is, he has, he's managed to, because Gomez and, well, Samikas is so goddamn brilliant. Yeah. Um, he's managed to lower their uh, chronic load to below their career average right now so yeah. that they're still fresh enough to play. Yeah. So we have a elite to world-class sports science team anyway, yeah? But um, I guess the big thing is is that other clubs can also have elite sports science teams, but the difference is is the manager listens to them and follows through on their recommendations, yeah? That's the difference. It's exactly it, yeah. Ours are fully integrated, but, yeah. but to be fair to other clubs, ours can be fully integrated because the, the the manager has been here so long, so they're his people. He has got no risk of getting sacked, while the others they're they're flying by the seat of their pants because they don't want to. They there there is significant risk of them getting sacked. So, I absolutely Klopp is doing a wonderful job, but but circumstance he didn't used to do such a wonderful job, yeah. but but he has improved. They've improved. The circumstances are perfect, and he's taking full advantage of those circumstances. Yeah, yeah, and I think was it was it and it was seven changes for Benfica and another five back for the City game. Was that right? Or was it six for the City game? Seven, se seven and seven. Seven and seven. <laughs> it's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic. Right. Anyway, Rosie, um, stay on the line there, Rosie, buddy. Um, to give yeah. us that match summary for that fantastic Benfica match. I should have said I was at that game. It was just an absolute belting match to watch. <laughs> right. It's very, um, very, very similar in terms of your broad. Stats to the first leg, we had 17 shots in both legs, um, and we conceded six in this. Um, the non penalty XG was 2.1 to 1.1. So, the difference with this one is we had 17 shots in the first leg and eight big chances. We had 17 shots in this, and only two big chances. chances um but yeah quite again we had 12 shots in the box in this game 12 shots in the box in the first leg um little info goal ladders quite low 1.8 but 538 adders at 2.3 again you know it's, it's a difference in the models but overall i think it was i think kaylee had it at six to 2.4 or something 
across both legs. So no, although the score ended up at six four, we were six two up, and that kind of looks right, doesn't it? If you look across the legs, you know, ten big chances to to I think they had four five. Um, yeah, it was. Again, we will. I think we'll come to this in the city game. I think the score flattered them. Yeah, three, three VAR reviewed goals, Rosie. Well, that first, their second goal, that that offset. I don't know why how he flagged that because he was miles on. Um, and then that third one was really tight, so you can understand that. But I thought in the Champions League they were supposed to leave it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the first, he was, the first, he the first one was VAR reviewed as well because it because it was I think for the ricochet wasn't it and who played it yeah, through, yeah. For, and it came yeah. off Milner didn't it, it? Milner's it, assist wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> but it was in, and even though it was unintentional, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. No, but yeah, no. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever known three VAR reviewed goals for for a team in the same match. That was quite <laughs> remarkable. Uh, it was a bit frustrating Nunes actually in the stands. Nunes himself, when Allison made that save at the end, uh, didn't he score another when it when he was offside? Um, he looked absolutely fuming. I think he had one disallowed, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Decent it, player, to, to, Yeah, he was a good player. To, but to be honest, though, Rosie, I mean, considering it's the first time that back forward played together, it wasn't, you know, maybe, no. the, you know, you're not going to hold the best line, are you? Whether it's high or whether it's mid or low. You, you, you know, they haven't played together enough to, to do that offside trap, have they? Well, yeah, you said it in the group. You know, if, if Virgil's... Um... If Virgil's not there, or, or you haven't got the usual back four, which ta- it takes a long time to get that in sync to be able to trust each other yeah. to keep all the lines, um, you can understand it with with uh, seven changes as well. Yeah, but yeah, it was a fa- yeah. but most importantly in this game, right? It's in this game, Rosie, right? I, I I asked you guys in the group, and I've asked the listeners on the who are listening live, how just type in the in the, the live show chat how many set police goals. Have we scored this season? Because we saw another two in the Benfica match, and uh, another one in uh, the classic one in the in the in the City game. Because these were our twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and twenty ninth set play goals this season, and it's just what we are doing. Rosie has never been seen before in football. The level, the level of set piece shots, and the level of set piece goals. No, we ha- no one has seen this, have they? Nope. It's incredible. And we've we have discussed in the past about um, whether whether some of it's down to luck and some of it's down to organisation. I think we are definitely getting to the stage where a lot of this is uh, is planned and rehearsed and it's well, it's got, it goes back to it goes back right to pre season. It goes back to Neuro Eleven, the neuroscientists coming into the training ground, and it's all about. That, that what they do is training the brain that the things they do to, to visualize the brain where the way they want the ball to end up after they after they've struck it and and if you, if you look at what we're doing with the accuracy of these deliveries I mean all three goals in again in, in these two games caught, scored from outswingers which nearly every single um goal was scoring from a corner and, and a set play delivery is from an outswinger um so I've got some stats on these which we're gonna need to cover um I put, I'm just looking for my little um, I just did the bespoke chart on this. Let me just copy that into live show chat now. Uh, so this what, is what, do you think, what does Sai think in terms of the whether it's fortunate or not or skill or skill? What's your balance? I think it's. I think we've got great skill. I think we're going through a bat of luck with the ones that are going in. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't think I don't think Ibu is better is a better header of a ball than Van Dyke. They just happen to be going in. I don't. I, I think we've missed a bunch that could easily have 
gone in early in the season, we create a huge number of of these these chances. Um, we've got loads of big lads. It's really really good planning. But set pieces, there is a there is a huge level of randomness in set pieces. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and I think there is there is always randomness, absolutely. And um, but, we scored yeah. we scored three we scored we scored our first shot in three consecutive games. Mm-hmm. And going back to what we were saying in the title winning season side, those, those latest stats there are we've played in the last twenty one matches. We've opened the scorings in seventeen of those twenty one matches, and ten of the openers have been set place, including the game last changes. two games. Yeah. We, we're going to talk when we talk about the second game in this. That there is so much narrative around what what yeah. happened here, what happened there, what caused this set play yeah. changes everything in every game. Getting ahead changed everything, and yeah. we're goal, really good goal. at it. We're a little bit lucky, great, <laughs> and we don't make mistakes. So, just on the totals, Ro- uh, Rosie, for the, the, we know from the Premier League. Um, you can get set play shots going back 10 years or so. And and the record for a season there is 4.8 per game over, over a 38 game season. And yeah. if you look at that chart, I just pasted and we are at 4.9 per game in all comps. Wow. And we're, and we're on track to play 62 matches currently in all comps, hopefully 63 when we get past Villarreal, which is the most we could possibly play, which is just nuts. Um, 5.2 per game in the Premier League, 4.9 in all comps, uh, 29, goals from set play so that's 19 from corners uh one from a direct free kick and nine from other set play deliveries into the box uh in terms of the goal scorers fabinho's uh, and bobby are top with four each and then ibu van dyke jota and and salah have all got three each from set place uh and we've had eight headers direct from a set play or corner delivery all of them since this run started in early january all and eight of those headed goals have been since early January. And while I, I do t- tend to have uh, some sympathy with the fact that some of it is luck, if you are having record levels of um, set-piece opportunities, yeah. you, you, you might more likely to score, as yeah. well as the other stuff. So it might yeah. only be 4 or 5% that we've swung it in our direction, but again, if you keep... If it's you an keep advantage. Volume high, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and... There is an edge, maybe not surprisingly, Rhodes, if you look at that chart, in in the Champions League, where we've scored 31% of all our goals in the Champions League this season have been from set plays, and our conversion rate is at 17%. Now, we do have a very big, very dominant team, and you know we play in, a, we play in the most physical league, so is it maybe not surprised that we can really exploit that when it comes to playing continental teams? Absolutely. Do doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, it's 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 it, it, it's a real thing. It's been we talked about it literally since I think the Chelsea game was the first time. The one-one against Chelsea was the first time we discussed about the volume of shots we were getting from set plays was unprecedented, and it's been the theme of the season. And and you know, right in the, in the last month, it's it's just been so critical with the opening goals as well. Is that is our previous record? Because I remember um, editing a chapter for a book about our set pieces in 2013-14. Is that our previous record for set piece goals? Uh, I can check that season in terms of what we actually manage, but I, I don't. I, I'd only be because able to get the Premier League. I had a lot of fortune in because we'd, that wasn't a team that you would think would score lots of set piece goals because you've got, yeah. you know, we'd, we didn't do it before and we didn't do it after with those players, but we have done it with these players before. Yeah. And now we've, we've taken it to another level. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's, 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 a real, it's a real bonus at the moment. Absolutely bonus situation for us. Um, 
Final word on this one, Rosie. Were you watching at home on TV? I was there at the stadium. Did, did yeah. you feel it was ever the result of the match was ever in doubt? Did you? Wait, have well, any... We went. We went four-one up. Um, they only had six shots. Um, two of their big chances, or maybe two of their big chances, came when we were six-two up on aggregate. At no point, no, not yeah. once. Maybe a little, little bit of doubt when they went when I, when they went. Oh, I thought they'd gone far through, but they didn't. And then Alison made that save. But other than that, no. Yeah. But I guess that I guess that's one of the things we. we the, the, the was you? Was you? You were there? No, no. I just thought I was great fun of it, and I just thought the whole <laughs> evening was. I thought it was. It was like the whole. It, there was a bit of a party atmosphere. I thought inside the ground. It was. I think because no one was really worried at all about the possibility of going out, and so everybody was quite relaxed. And it was. It was a. I mean, the clock. The, the cop spent the whole second half singing the the new love song to Cloppo with you know, the, I, the Beatles song, which <laughs> is <was just> amazing. <laughs> it was just like a big party. It was fantastic. Like yeah, it was like old school. Uh, old school. That was really nice. Really, really good song, by the way. That one. Um, yeah, uh, but I guess um, this is where we need to come onto the city game, Sai, uh, uh, because we make seven changes because the game was pretty much won for the first leg against Benfica, and we could rotate heavily. Um, and and City go to Madrid. They choose not. I, th- I don't know if they made any changes from the game that played us. Maybe one or two. Um, they go there. They play a full strength team because they're they're in a much closer situation, and they basically get dragged down into a street fight, don't they, against Atletico, and pick up a couple of injuries, don't they? Yeah, it was brilliant. They he he has chosen to keep a, a relatively small squad. Is what it is that we it cost us last season greatly, and it's co- it's costing them now. And and he didn't he hasn't he hasn't been making proactive choices that Klopp has, so yeah. he hasn't been reducing the um, acute load of players to maintain a, a, a good, effective chronic load. He has been thrashing his players and then yeah. he would go, he, he picks players on merit on, I don't know, we're going to go through a period where you're going to do this thing. I'm not entirely sure. He hated Raheem at the beginning of the season. He loved Grealish. Like it, um, there was a six week period where Mares played every game and then he doesn't, um, th- there's not been weekly changes, which is what Klopp has consistently been doing. We've been um, averaging 3.8 changes a match. That's that's next level rotation. Yeah. Um, and so so you reap what you sow. So so um, basically, Walker picked up an injury, and he wasn't even in the squad for for the game. And then De Bruyne, it turns out, Pep says post match after Wembley, he was never in he was never in a position to come on, even though he was like kind of posturing and he, you know, doing up his boots and stuff like that. Um, you know, so obviously he he had a, a bad enough knock not to come on. Diaz, they've tried the horse placenta, didn't they, and stuff, and they and it's it, you know to make him rush back from his hamstring, and he had a relapse, didn't he? So, um, and they picked up another one, didn't they? Against Jesus, picked um, um, got an injury as well against us, Sai, I think. So they yeah, are they have got too much. Hurt so, his own foot. And Dan, what about Foden? How it was concussed, want to say? Oh God, yeah. Foden was concussed and still carried on in that game. Um, and then, yeah, Grealish, you know, obviously broke it, broke some of his hair follicles um, from swearing at swearing at the old city, savage, the city lad. Um, so, so uh, it, it was it, the whole the whole affair was tremendous. Like it couldn't have gone better for us in the context of our season than drawing um, Atleti, and I'm not sure it could have gone better than them actually scraping through. I think it's actually a benefit to us. 
Yeah. Because as we always know, we always say the injuries are cumulative. It's like dominoes, isn't it? Now they're picking up more and more, and they've got more. They've got this really intense period to play. They've got the semi-final game as well around the league schedule. And all we needed, all we needed for them to slip up in a couple of league games, isn't it? That's you know, that's all it's going to take. Yeah, for we us. we we had an ins- we've got an insane th- uh, ten games in thirty-one days. They had ten in thirty, and it's the most intense period since seventeen eighteen Christmas. Um, wow. It's this is pretty much unprecedented. And we have the biggest squad we've ever had. Or it's not true. We have the biggest squad of this quality that are actual first teamers that we've ever had. The cl- the the squad that Brendan left with four hundred and seven Aspassers and um, <laughs> a, a Saidi or whoever they are, like that 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 squad was massive. Um, but they were all rubbish, so no one, no one could get a game. But this this squad, we've just got actual interchangeable pieces. Yeah. Um, pick which tool you want to solve the problem we're playing against. And we gave them a different look than, than we did in the previous week. And yeah. it had a very different outcome. So let's just do the city lineups and the city selection choices first, right? So we've already mentioned the injuries there. But they do choose to make, um, I would say, the goalkeeper was a choice. Uh, Ake was a choice over Laporte. Um um, and uh, Fernandinho was a choice over Rodri. Um, they they were all yeah, managed choices, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not injury choices. I think I think the the um, keeper, which was probably turned out to be the biggest decision in 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 our favour. Mm. Um, I, I think that just is just like I had this discussion with my wife. Um, how she thought how ridiculous it was, and I I think you uh, a manager has to make promises at the beginning of a season. Um, to keep a reserve goalie and you can't be you can't go back on those promises otherwise you lose the dressing room because he's got friends in that room too Mm. so he can't all of a sudden keep him uh, uh, pick edison ahead of him when he's promised that this is his competition this season so he has to play yeah and fernandinho fernandinho came in because that was the one real level for level and then you got mares to fit in somewhere um that that can mitigate some of rodri's chronic load because it's off the chart he's playing all the time so at some point he gotta he gotta prioritize and he's yeah. prioritized the league in the in the champions league over the fa cup because he's won the fa cup 407 times in a row which is fair enough yeah yeah 407 fa cup wins and 407 <laughs> <after Indies>. <laughs> <laughs> um but um so i, I would say though you, you touched on it there side then um, we gave City a different look compared to the week before, um, and I'd say there was was it three personnel changes from the previous from the previous Sunday. So we went we went we went with Canate over Matip, uh, we went with Cater over Henderson, and we went with Diaz over Diaz um, over Jota. Jota. Yeah, um, and how did that alter the way we approached the match side? How did that, those personnel changes? I think I saw Gag Gag was on the show. He was saying he thinks this is our best eleven to 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 play City. Not no, he's not saying play every game, but play City. He thinks that this is our best match. In in the group before the first City game, I was worried about how we would build, how we would create possession in a threatening sense to get it get it through the forwards. And because we got three lads who play really high up the pitch, unless you're going to drop Mo in, but then you, the, if you're going to drop Mo in, you've got Henderson who is just in his way. 
um, and or you're relying on brilliance of Thiago or or Trent. And this way, you've got Naby, which who carries the ball at the best level of any of our midfielders. And then you've got the penetration of Thiago, but also you've got um, Diaz, who one retains possession better than any of our forwards. He also carries the ball like Mane did three or four years ago. So he progresses through the lines. Yeah. Um, And Mane is doing, in this game, for the first time, he did a fairly decent job with his back-to-goal dropping in and and busying around Fernandinho, yeah. So so we had that connection and we had the interchange with the eights and the forwards, which we which we were missing in the last game, and it allowed us to retain possession and, and we were really flexible, not in the it, the way people talk about flexibility is interchanging of positions, but that's not it. It's it's like um it's 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 an interchanging of zones on the pitch. So um, it's relate interrelationships between sections of the team. So they all interact well. When one section moves forward, another section creates vertical depth. And when one section goes wide one side, the other section comes in. And it's and it's that which worked really well in this game. So there were one, no holes when we were trying to press. But two, they were wide, which spread the opposition out, which spread City out and created the, and, and made them um, no, both nervous, but also they have to mark some really, uh, they have to cover an awful lot of territory on, on the Wembley pitch. Um, and we were, we were playing really narrow with, with the ball and then wide without it in the, in the last game. So we were, it was the opposite way around. And we were much more compact, and then we we sprung wide in this game really, really well. So, do you think there was, um, in your mind, that, that there was evidence of lessons learned from last Sunday's match by the backroom team for us, with the way we we the, with our game plan for this match and our selection? Yeah, I'd say that, but I, I'd also say that that we can talk about selections all we like. The biggest difference in this game was that Van Dijk and Fabinho weren't terrible in the first ten minutes. Yeah, this is what we spent the majority of last week's show talking about. Well, well so you guys did because my my internet was so terrible. So yes, and it was brilliant, absolutely. Um, so let's before we go before we start talking breaking down that first half, Rosie, do you want to give us that match summary? Yes. So as we were discussing in the group earlier, it's it finished kind of even. Um, Eleven shots to ten. Um, two non-penalty XG to 1.6, seven shots on target to six, nine shots in the box each, and three big chances each. But I think, I think the key is if you just look at half time, they had the initial shot from Grealish after three minutes that was blocked, and then we had four unanswered. We had 1.2 XG to um, 0.1 XG. Um, obviously, the three goals. We don't have as many stats for the FA Cup, but I, th- no. <laughs> I think we can. Um, I think we can say it was very game state um, driven, and the fact that we were winning. Like, when teams have a big lead, they do. The other team, especially if it's a quality side like City, are likely to have more shots. You are going to let them have. We aren't going to commit as many men forward, and I think that is what happened. So yeah. This is going to be an interesting one side because Sam's got a <laughs> did, 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 did Rosie, did you notice that, that we, um, in, the, in the three matches between us and City this season, uh, there's a tw- it's a 23% shot conversion? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, on? isn't it? 
the keepers have got a combined fifty-six percent save percentage between the keepers. How do we explain that? I, I was trying to figure out what could be. A, is it just the quality of the finishing? Is it poor goalkeeper performances? Is it? Well, I think deflections as well. City have had two yeah, deflections in there, which you could argue Alisson would have said those wouldn't have been goals. Yeah. Two big deflections, two set pieces, and a goalie throws one in. Yeah, That's five. Yeah, five goals there. So, yeah, obviously small samples, but we've, we've got seven goals from 15 shots on target. City have got six goals from 14 shots on target. But it's just a quirk, and it's one of those things that you think if there is a fourth meeting between the seeds this season, there's going to be 30 shots without any goals, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like the Chelsea game, like the Chelsea final, that kind of Eight thing. Eight big chances each, 30 shots each. <laughs> nil, nil. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, you heard it here first, people. Right, uh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so um, we talked about the um, changes in the game plan, um, Sai, and um, I put we all, we like the passing that way. Well, we like it more than you, but I just wanted to just, what what did you see in our build-up that was different? In terms of, right from the, we obviously did a lot of building from the back, and the way, that, but the way, if you look at the passing network, it looks very different when, Compared, it's like a huge V, right, to, from 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 the keeper up to to to, to Robbo on the left wing and up to Trent on the right wing with nothing laterally across inside our own half. Did I mean? Do you think that network is a, is an accurate visualization of what we did on the pitch? Do I don't do like passing networks. I don't, I don't think they represent very much at all. They mainly represent volume. Um, I, I think the things that we that we did were because of the things that City did. I think City didn't press our back line uh, as intently as they had done. Um, and we, we had... There was always... Um, we always had two midfielders making angles to receive passes from the defence. And we were only doing that with one for the first game. And that's a huge thing. So we retained possession at a much higher level than we did in the first 15 minutes of the, of, of the first game. And I think the first 15 minutes was everything. Um, that we gave the ball away. They, they, mount, they built pressure and the whole momentum thing that we analysts hate, but they did. And in this game, we had more of the more of the ball, just about, um, and we without really forcing play either end. We both uh, by the time we scored, we both had a well. We'd had a uh, uh, we scored from our first shot, but um, we scored from our first three shots three... ineffectively, really, because yeah, 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 unless you really yeah, absolutely because Robbo's yeah. was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but my point is that they had a shot first. They had three touches in our box. When we scored, that was our third touch inside the box. Like, we weren't imposing ourselves. We just weren't doing anything stupid. And in the first game, we did lots of stupid stuff. Yeah. So we just kept it calm. We allowed them to make mistakes instead of us rushing into making mistakes. So for, for a sec, sometimes I like to think, what would um, UP if we were city fans have yeah. been saying yeah and i think it's a, it's a very it's, it's just the reverse of the first game we created lots of problems for ourselves and they created lots of self problems for ourselves a little bit through our pressure but largely even you're going to talk about mané and i i don't think their goal was caused by by our systematic pressure at the end maybe to push them back in the first place yeah. but we got ahead through set piece and then they made a mistake and because we didn't make any mistakes, we were just really good at, uh, at doing the things we were supposed to, the really simple so, things. 
I agree with that, but I was going to say to you that um, I was going to, my question to you was going to be that I think this is our most dominant half against the Pep team because we restricted them to virtually nothing. Um, have you ever seen a Pep team rendered so ineffectual in attack? And because I, there are lots of variations of expected threat models that are, are around on the internet, and I saw one of them which suggested that City had zero expected threat in that first time, which basically means they couldn't do any kind of build-up or any kind of possession inside our half and getting around our box. They had that one little chance which came out of nowhere in the third minute, which was, it was like a 4% extra goals chance anyway. I mean, have you ever seen a pep team that quiet, Sai? And I, and I, think, I, think that I, I think that is more to do with the way that we controlled the game and it was our, that's why I'm saying it, it was our most dominant performance against them because because we restricted them to nothing. I, I I don't I don't agree. I think it's easy to get caught up in that narrative. I think we've been as good or better in possession in maybe three city city games. Always against city. Um I think we're great against each other usually and there's usually one that imposes their will on the other and I think we've done it brilliantly in in two or three of the other matches. Um Champions League. I, in this game, I think Pep made a mistake tactically and um, it, it left them ineffectual rather than we stopped their forwards getting the ball. Their forwards were absolutely terrible and they, did, they gave the ball away in possession and they didn't get in positions to receive possession. The, do you remember um, Klopp was rambling on before the last, after the last game about... Um, their long ball threat and how they yeah. they impose themselves, which was absolutely it was it, it was one percent up on their average. This this game was was um, their long ball threat was fifteen point eight percent and it's and their average is seven. So it was a big difference. They deliberately went after us. It doubled their long ball rate. Yeah. And it caused us no problems because they didn't bother. Their their running came from much deeper. And they didn't they the way they used their front three in the first game was to occupy our defenders, pull them to one side, and then switch to the opposite side to get a runner. In this game, maybe um due to uh the way our forwards um pressed early, which was completely different than than in the last game, but also their their forwards, they dropped in to like the 10 slot, all three of them at the same time. Yeah. So they were occupying nobody. Yeah. And it's no surprise he swapped them over at half time. Yeah. Yeah, Greedish went out to the left, didn't he, for the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Bowden came in. So um so Rosie, we have to talk about the pressing, um, because it was such yeah. a story in that in that in, in that opening half. Um and the the papa chart was put in for everybody. It's it's just, it's just right at the very, very top of the of, of the red zone in that first half. We got it down as six, sixty-one presses for us in that first fifteen minutes. Uh, in the first seventeen minutes to the, to the city goal. Um, and, and City only passed the ball eighty three times. How did you, how did you see our? Did, was it fun to collect? First, it of, all, first yeah. of all, I think this. I think size right on a lot of those points. Um, I think Te- Pep got it tactically wrong. I think they were dominant against us in that away game because of I thought Rodri and uh, Edison were the key misses in this game because they couldn't. Because we changed our tactics, and look at the intensity. It's right at the top, all the way up until we go 2-0 up. And then it drops slightly, but it's all in the red until we're 3-0 up. So it, we couldn't, we haven't been more intense as a pressing unit. And then we get to, and we're 2-0 up by that point. So to me, that's... Well, Dan, did you, Dan, did you do the, fir- you did the first game? Yeah, the, the F- 
No, Gags did the one at Anfield. Right. So I, no. So you did the you did the yeah, league yeah. game two weeks ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So did you notice the difference in in how we were positioning the forwards, the front three? Absolutely. We used, we discussed it in the group about Mullen Mane dropped off onto their fullbacks in that away game, whereas in this we were pushed up and we kept we pinned them back rather than the other way exactly. around. Exactly. We could only pin them back because they didn't have the outlet to get around because they had Rodre, who was superb, and they had Edison, who's a keeper who can just ping it about like like Thiago. You know, it, they, they had the ability to get around us. So even if we did try, and we were, we were doing it in isolation as individuals, in this, and I don't know why we did that, but in this game, it was completely different. It was a unit. But not only that, we had the, we had the midfielders backing them up as well. Because if the front three go and try and press them as a unit, if there's no one marking the options or, or blocking the passing lanes or marking the players behind them, they can just flick it over the top. They're so good on the ball, but we didn't allow that because you, we had Nabi and Thiago in this, backing it up, whereas with Henderson wasn't doing that. And to an extent, Thiago wasn't doing that away either. So that's the key. I it think was, it's, it was, it's, a, it's a mishmash of both. Our, it was our too easy, ball, Rosie, wasn't it? Last week you said it was too easy yeah. for them to, for them to yeah. find a way past the press. They would just go side, 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 and there would be a gap, and they'd play around it. As well. Yeah. They, they yeah. were making us fail in the presses because of their ability and their structure and their tactics. But in this game, Rosie, we saw the most turnovers or possession wins from Preston that we've ever seen in a ninety in a ninety minute match because they City City number of times that they went we we pushed it and they almost they got rid of it Rosie and it came straight back to us you know they they put a thirty forty yard pass down the field didn't they and we just picked it up straight back up and came again absolutely and not only that but when when they were trying to pass it out they they had no option so they had to keep turning back and going back. Where and then we get higher and higher and compress and then the cent our centre backs are virtually on the halfway line and then where they got to go yeah and that's why they had to keep that's why their long ball rate doubled because they couldn't there were no options so I just I've already put a, a long thread into the under pressure chat yesterday about this just 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 looking at what what we've done with the um, the position in the players which I referred to and so you can see all the all the individual maps in there but just just in terms of our shape. Um, Diaz and, and, and Salah were extremely wide in their pressing. They were very, they were very close, to hug, almost hugging the touchlines. Um, Keita played kind of like in in terms of off, in terms of where his locations were. He was all over the pitch, and he was an absolute pressing monster in this match. But he was primarily focused in the the right side of the double false nine, which we saw at the start of last season, and where he played it with Bobby. And so he was on the right there. And then Mane had two primary positions. One was the, was parallel to Keita, just further to the left. And then also the, the cluster of ones where he pressed uh, Stefan, which is 11 times he pressed the keeper, um, <laughs> including for the goal, obviously. But um, So it was kind of like Salah and Diaz extremely high and wide. Mane and Keita slightly deeper than the, 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 the two wide players centrally. And in... Fabinho and Thiago were much more reserved in this match. They didn't press that much. It was a moderately low, only 52 between them. But theirs was very much a mid, compact mid, uh, mid to low even block on, 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 on off the ball work. So it was almost like a clear 4-4-2 with a box midfield for, for us off the ball in terms of where we were pressing. Darth, what 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 Thiago does? It looks it manifests itself in in that in that graphic in that way because Thiago would only get a press if they managed to beat the front line. Yes, yeah. 
and they were they weren't beating the front line because because the front three were pressing were were hounding them into a position and Naby was there to to yeah. um, create the block yeah. and and that the, the <clears throat> Tiago was already he was really proactive in the press but it wasn't front line and he was just making sure that they didn't get into their into Foden or yeah. um, into Grealish or into yeah, the yeah. outball. So it was it was like a, he was like the second wall. Um, he was he was Vinaldum. Right. Yeah. Okay. If they managed to somehow get through the first wall, then he was there. Yeah, the mopper upper. Yeah. Yeah. He caused the pressure. He caused yeah. the pressure by preventing the the pass out. So yeah. that they that they had to change the angle of their of their their movement um, and go to the position that we wanted them to go in, so we could pick them off. Yeah. And um, so we have to credit Mo Salah in this match, uh, Rosie. Absolutely phenomenal performance. Mo and Mane had Korea Max pressing number games in this. 49 presses for Salah, 47 for Mane. But it was just Salah's work against Zinchenko and, and Ake was just incredible, wasn't it, Rosie? Unbelievable. Not only that, because you can, you, can, you, can you can have a high volume of press where you're just pushing players back and, and you're not getting much out of it. He had 14 high-value presses down. Yeah, forcing that the turnovers constantly. Yeah. He put them under pressure and they panic and they get rid of the ball and we turn it over. Oh, and look it, at the wall, look at the volume. You've got Naby as our right-sided eight and then Salah. And they had 94 passes, uh, 104 presses between them yeah. with 25 high-value presses. That is as good as it gets. Yeah. And just on the tactical element of, of, of most press inside, did what 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 do you you know the 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 fact that Matt Diaz was so wide on the left against Cancelo and and Salah was so wide on the right? Did, was was that something that you saw that was different from the first game? I actually way- think that yeah, it, it was very different because they weren't pressing in the first game. But um, from from a positional perspective, I'll I'll post the the heat map now. But Mo played a little bit inside out, and in the first game he was outside in because they were um, because he was tracking the fullback that he was always touchline uh, around the touchline. And this time he kept he, he was fading in, and then he was pinning Ake against or Zinchenko out against the. Um, against the touchline because it's much easier to do with the left-footed player towards the left left touchline because he's got nowhere else to go. It's much harder to do when you've got a two-footed player out that side. And Cancelo. Exactly. And Cancelo's just a better player, but but yeah. he's two-footed so you can't you can't control which angle he's going to he's going to um try to make the pass at because he can just switch feet. And Zinchenko just doesn't play off his right foot like most left backs. So it's just an easier target to press if you can squeeze him towards the touchline, or if you can, if you can wrap around to push him away from the touchline, he's gonna. It, there's only one place he can go, like directly back to Ake or across the box, which is the te- the the most terrifying uh, thing if you're if you're one of the centre backs. Absolutely, but like uh, this is what we're saying. There's no point in Salah posting 49 presses if <clears throat> once he's doing it, there's no one backing it up because it was 13 of them with turnovers, so he's forcing the errors. But that's only because Naby was there. Yeah, and, and then at times Trent was there and at times Thiago was there as well, all yeah. piling into that zone, Rosie. There was a number of times we really hemmed them in on that right-hand side in the first half with Zinchenko and, and Foden. It was, it was just tremendous, the compression we got there in that zone of the pitch. It definitely was. Foden was virtually anonymous, wasn't he? Yeah. Concussed, probably, yeah. Who cares? Who cares? We had Maris. Yeah, well, yeah, quite. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, 
just one, we need to call out Mo, Mo Salah again. 25 targets of Nathan Ake. I think it's hard to quantify this number because it's, even in our data, it's difficult to get for single matches who pressed who the most. But 25 targets, I, I've rarely seen a figure that high for one player on, on another in a match. Just unbelievable. Um, so, yeah. Can we call, can we call out... Another one-footed player as well. Yeah. Sorry? I would I, I just just aside from the pressing what you just mentioned Ake I thought Ake was absolutely brilliant and I thought he dealt with Mo better than better than Diaz would have done and definitely better than Laporte would have done um so it was it was a really high caliber competition between those two yeah the only the, the pretty much the only mistake that Ake made was when he got out jumped by Canati for the goal wasn't it he got the run on him well, if you if you actually if you actually go back, it's where I said about luck. I, I put in the group. What did you what did you think about that? Because there was a definite foul in there, and sometimes that's given. Most of the time, it's given, and in this one, it wasn't, and no one said a word about it, which which I thought was interesting. I wonder if it was the Virgil effect, but Virgil okay. just mullered. So he mullered Grealish, and Grealish fell into Ake. I, I thought it, so I Ake, think Ake it, couldn't it, jump. Dave ah, talked about nice. this on Raw, right? Dave talked about this. They they had um, Grealish and Jesus on Van Dyke and um, Canate, and they say Dave was saying that um, in Italy they do that a lot, where they put a really small player on the bigger player because it's yeah. going to foul them. Yeah, they can't jump, going to knock them over. And it's and I just thought Van Dyke and Canate were just running for the ball. I don't think that because Jesus didn't move. You know, he just stood there. And Grealish yep. didn't move. He just stood there. So if you're not moving, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> They're just running well, into him. You can't, you, can't, you can't run straight through somebody. <laughs> you, you've got to go around them. They're allowed to stay in their own space. Truck and trailer but, side. But Virgil, trailer. Virgil, 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 yeah, Virgil fully extended his arm. He properly shoved him. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't just even a shoulder. It yeah. was a proper shove. Um, and he got away with it, which is amazing. Like, a bit of luck. Uh, great, but that... Yeah. But exactly, yeah. exactly that. But but I'm just saying from Ake's perspective, he he basically threw Grealish at him, <laughs> and so it, it impeded his jump a little bit. But even that being said, I'm not sure I'm not sure he outjumps Kanate anyway. Kanate's an absolute monster. He's he like is. seven foot five, especially and he once, can jump over your house. Especially once he's got a four meter running running start and he's leaping. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. The athleticism yeah. of these guys, you know, these big guys that we've got, say, is just it's just ridiculous, isn't it? He is, he is. We, uh, yeah, Virgil Virgil's the prototype of the new footballer. There's been lots of discussion in, in sports science over the last five years of what of whether um if you I have talked about it on fatigue it's a couple of times with a couple of guys. Um what is the um the right shape? What is the right physical profile for a for a footballer? Is it Jordan Henderson? Is it Adama Traore? Is it Canate? And and I think largely it's coming to uh, people are coming to coming around to it being Virgil Van Dyke is the perfect specimen. So he, like he is he is uber strong and he can run for days and he is lightning quick. Um, so Jordan doesn't have the strong thing going on, but he yeah. can run for days. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and Canate is probably the opposite end of the spectrum to. Um, to Hendo in that in that paradigm, but he so he's mm. just more powerful and and stronger, but he is still so fast. And yeah. unlike any previous generation, the the previous generation of Canate would have been Sol Campbell, maybe who was still rapid, but nowhere near as 
fast off the mark as as this version of footballer, and they're they're leaner and they can just produce force quicker off the mark. And, so, and you know what, size? He's new and still only twenty two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So player. his decision. What's what? What will happen with him is is his decision making will get better, and yeah. and how uh, how he interacts in with, with his other defender. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he'll have, sniff he doesn't even have danger that much in a different way. Yeah, tremendous. Yeah, right. Okay. So um, what we're we going to talk about next? Right. I do want to talk about the duel um, between Cancelo and Diaz, who in that first half side because. He was absolutely tremendous, Diaz. I think in all our in all our attacking transitions that we had in that in that half, Diaz was 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 the the main threat. What how what how did you see um, his performance? Don't ask me. Let you two go fill your boots. That that I'm. I, I like Diaz. I think he's going to show something. I think he's going to be brilliant. I don't think he's anywhere near as good as the people as the as people are eulogising right now. No, but in, I don't want to criticise him. In this game, I don't want to criticise him. Yeah. You two do it. That's what I'm saying. What would okay. you criticise him for in this game? Though? I couldn't really <laughs> see anything. So, Roti, let's let's we haven't got that much time, but so let's let's press praise Diaz. I, I did love the line from Martin Keown. Keown, it said this lad could play in a telephone box. <laughs> but the number was, of, I mean, that was, he, that was when he picked up the ball and uh, with like two players around him, just skipped past him in the middle of the park, wasn't it? Yeah. The, and then it was on. three times from a standing start where he beat two players into space, and one of the ones where he did that little chip over over Cancelo, which is he was just phenomenal, wasn't he, Rosie? He was, and not just that, you not just his on ball work, not just being an option for when we were on the break, which he did a number of times. His pressing, he had the best efficiency. So, how he's picked that up so quick, because I had concerns about him coming into a pressing unit. He wasn't, you know, he was doing it at the right times. He was doing it well when he did it. He was doing it as part of a unit. Everything, his pace, his dribbling. He gets, I just, he just needs to score more. <laughs> That's yeah. the only, that is the only thought, and it's going to come because he's. He keeps getting chances, and you can see how frustrated he is as well. Particularly, I think it was it was at the Benfica game. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, he's is I I I think is a revelation. So I can't see any flaws. I, and I'm interested in what your no. We, we'll do that another time when we get more time okay, when we get the pod with more time. So I can watch more and, and have a look for it. Yeah. So um, a couple of other ones we need to pick out in that first half because we'll, we'll do Sadio now because we'll we'll do the goal, but also. Nabi Keita, Roti, because the I would say between the first goal and the second goal, our pressing we continually work City into positions deep inside their penalty area where they 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 had real trouble getting out, and there was a couple of loose passes straight out of play from the goalkeeper, you know, before before the mistake. And but we 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 gradually. Pin them in, Rosie, was the, is the best way to describe it. How did you see it when you were collecting? There's, there's um, a really good analysis by Michael Cox in The Athletic. Uh, if you go in the UP group, this, I've posted some of it in there. Um, and, he, and, he, and he gives the screenshots and he shows how we kept getting them to turn back. And that's Nabe on Silva, because obviously Silva was absolutely crucial in that away game for them. Mm. But that's because of his effectiveness. <laughs> with um, Rodri in this game he didn't have the outlet so we were pushing him back pushing him back and he was going back to Zinchenko and then Six, got Nabi 17 targets on Bernardo 17. and then yeah and then and then you've got him doing it with Zinchenko as well backed up by Moore it was just constantly pinning him into that that corner of the pitch um, and I do think it led to the second goal because they, I know he, he did have a ball out to Ake but he had to go first time there and then it had to be a good pass and he's clearly not that good on the ball 
So if there's a weakness in their opposition keeper, by having the organisation and everyone marking a player, it puts pressure on him. Now, it was an awful touch, but it is, you know, there's a mistake that's, I think, caused by our effectiveness. And Naby was absolutely vital to that. The way I would say, we kept on applying the pressure and squeezing yeah. and squeezing and squeezing until they cracked. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. And it was it was a tremendous uh, t- a tackle sh- tackle slash shot. I'm surprised he didn't bundle the keeper into the net as well. To be honest, Rosie. Lots lots of stats guys getting a little bit going. Oh, what is this? Is that how is that a shot? And is it a tackle? And t- I think it was Tom Wirvel who posted it. You know, opted a data providers are now worrying about how to define xG for a tackle and stuff like that. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's gone down as pretty much an eighty percent. 85% yeah. XG chance because that's the way we have to manage these things at the moment. But yeah, um, and then in between, sorry, come back to you now. Just just that period then from at two nil, and then also into maybe the hour mark, we had 62% of the ball against the Pep team. That is that's unheard of to have that much of the ball and have that much control of the play. And one player particularly stood out for us on the ball. And that was um, Thiago. Absolutely sublime performance from him, say. If if you want to to dominate possession, um, I think you want Thiago in your team. Though though Naby, I thought was actually he might have been better. Um, but but both of them are just technically sensational. I've never honestly I've never seen a midfielder do the things that Thiago does. He's just an he blows my mind. He's an you see the body swerve about twenty minutes in after two 0 That body swerve when he got away from two players, unbelievable. He really is unbelievable. And for I think there was a moment in the second half. I posted a video of it earlier. Um, Ali kicked the ball out. It got it got headed back. He brought it down on his thigh, did a kick up, and then shunted it forty yards, fifty yards maybe, and it was going towards the penalty area on the volley. And it just faded twenty yards to the right, right to Mo's feet. Yeah, what a pass! <laughs> he is—he is an utter sensation. Yeah. Every game he puts in. We talk about Trent being. Trent might even be the best Liverpool player of all time by the end of his career. Yeah. And some of the passes that Trent does, I think Trent is very, very. Trent is wonderful. Nobody loves him more than us. Trent is very, very lucky to have the opportunity to learn from Thiago. Because mm. not many players, I don't, th- I don't think there are many players that have the the um, the motor control and the 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 ability to um, learn in a physical way that Trent does. He has picked up stuff from the from the other brilliant players at Liverpool, and you can see he's he's he's, he's taken a little bit from Virgil here. He's taken a little bit from Hendo here. He's taken a little bit from from Bobby, but having having Thiago to learn passing this extended <laughs> passing from, oh yeah. my god, it's, it's like learning to paint from Picasso. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and to be honest, he had a chance. And for the third goal, side, he had a chance to learn from pretty damn close up to him because he was Trent. Trent was involved twice in that move, and, and so was Thiago. So do, do you want to do you want to have the pleasure of walking us through the, the, the decisive goal? 
He so um, I think Mo's pressure f- get ended up with with Trent getting the ball at right back. Correct. He pinged a seven hundred and forty yard ball to to uh, Diaz, who uh, faked inside. Robbo had a shot that was blocked, and then uh, ended up getting to um, to to. Tiago into Trent, who'd carried on up the pitch. A little one-yard pass around the corner, and then Tiago did this thing. I'm not sure what. I, he, he did some alien pass, little dinky, chippy thing over somebody's <laughs> yeah. shoulder. And there was Mane. I've no idea why he was... I think he'd gone for a McDonald's. Noticed that the ball was still there, and, and he was still hungry, so he slammed it so he could run off and get a drink. I'm not sure. It was unbelievable. It was stuff that never happened. And it was magical. Yeah, Mane was... played the initial pass back to Trent for the crossfield ball, and then oh, just turned around and, yeah, and then just turned around and kind of jogged and jogged and jogged, and and then saw oh this might come here, but, and there was loads of space. But you were right, side the original the original thing did come from a per, possession win from Preston as well, and you know and just turned the ball over and then yeah, started the move. And I, I yeah, so it was just I mean it's like a what four percent chance from there, Rudy, five percent chance for Mane from that position. Yeah, exactly. but he absolutely laced it, didn't he? And the fade on the ball inside the post was that better goal than the, um, the equaliser in the um, eighteen nineteen fixture at the Etihad? Oh. Bobby's goal. Yeah. Full back to full back to Robbie. Yeah, to Bobby. I thought there was a, a, a more contrasting set of skills on showing this goal because you had the you had the raking crossfield pass, and then you had the little dink when Thiago was stretching, and then you had <laughs> then you had our right back in the number ten position, Thiago, <laughs> yeah. and then you had the little flick um, from Thiago to Mane, and then you've got just a ridiculous finish. Keeper, no yep. chance. It's incredible fantasy. I, I I like a goal like you. You'll get, say, um, uh, a Beckham thunder bastard from forty yards that goes into the top corner, or or Fabs against uh, um, against City. That was tremendous. Yeah. What a sensational goal, right? But you could the the there are goals like I think it Bobby's against City where he dinked, he chipped it, and it went in off the post, like. I prefer the extreme skill, like that nobody has that technique and they yeah. meant it, yeah. rather than a hit, a hit and hope. And a hit and hope, it does disservice to a footballer because that hit and hope can go in 10 out of 100 shots, but it's still probably only going to go in 10 out of 100 shots on the training ground. And Mane will try that shot yeah. 100 times and it might yeah. go in three. Yeah. On the training ground, nobody else around. Because right? he's cutting so across it, isn't he? Those... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it came off his shin a little bit and rolled down. It, like, but that's what happens. That's how those goals go in, right? But it's I prefer the like the powerful caress of a. This is all under total control. The the of a of a, a, a one of those amazing Bobby finishes. And to be fair, Mane's done it a few times as well. Like the the left foot uh, fading crash into the top corner. The the uh, a couple of inside out um, with like a real powerful shot with the outside with the inside of his foot um, the volley against Southampton um, yeah but this this looks spectacular like nothing else yeah. and what? and and it was just waiting to, to cap off that move that's the thing wasn't it the finish to cap off that yeah, move. yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah it was yeah. perfect for that move yeah 
Watch, and, the, watch the goal again, right? And when it goes in, watch Thiago. He's on about the penalty spot. Watch him just puff his chest out and just stand there for a second or two and just go, fucking yes. What a goal. But you know what a phenomenal goal is, right? When Virgil wasn't already celebrating. Rosie, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to talk about Naby Keita. Um, the, the, what a, the, this this kid's performance here was he, he broke our our we've collected three hundred games now. Uh, you and Gags have collected three hundred games pressing, and this is the most um, possession adjusted pressing press, presses we've ever seen. Sixty five point one uh, he had in his seventy four minutes on the pitch. Um, the previous record was sixty point one. That was what Ox against. Man United in in the title winning season. Um, was it? I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, no, man. no, no. That was um, when when Ox had his sixty odd pressing games. We only had 37 possession in those games. So oh, yeah, right. yeah. It, it, this was it, we had. I think we had fifty one percent possession in this game. Um, but while Naby was on the pitch, we had. Um, I think it was fifty four percent possession. Um, it was tremendous. Um, he he was just everyone. I think what I think the first time this season, Matt Rosie, you've already alluded. We managed to get to Bernardo, um, yeah. and it reminded me a bit of the League Cup final where he basically went man to man with N'Golo Kante, and he basically took him on at his own game uh, in inside yeah. the Chelsea half. And um, he he was tremendous, wasn't he, Rosie? I generally can't remember us doing that to Silva because he's that good at evading the press. Is that good at positioning to get the ball? Um, is that good at turning? And finally, I didn't give him a sniff. Now, again, I think that's to do with not having Roger there, but the just the sheer volume and the effectiveness. And then I think, was it Sayo posted in the group, spot when Naby went off? That's that's the same for the pressing intensity. That's the same for the yeah. shot. It suddenly had a load of shots. Um it's, it's just yeah. thankfully people hopefully now those fans who doubted Nabbit will start to come around and realise how ridiculously suited he is for this system when he's fit and playing yeah yeah um, and did, did, did you see similarities because you collected the League Cup final didn't you against Chelsea as well did you see similarities yeah, with what he did with, with, with Bernardo versus what he did with Kante absolutely well, he's, 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 he's constantly there because he's also there in you you're not aware is it does it like like a, we give we give uh, Wijnaldum the title ghost. This is what he was doing. He was ghost into Silva. He was ghost into yeah. And he, he, he's literally there he to yeah. He's so combative, isn't he? The way he gets he in is. people's faces and, and and he gets right in the you know as they're receiving the ball. It's just it's just yeah. fantastic. And, yeah, and, and not fouling them. The efficiency no. was good. I think he might have given away one maybe two fouls for presses, yeah. um, but good timing fouls as well. So there's again. When you when you think you might um, fail the press and lo- lose your man, and then they're gone and into space and hitting you on the break, he was going right. I'll just foul you then. I'm not going to stop you here, so I'll just foul you. I can't pressure. Yeah. I'll just take you down. It's that cynical brilliance, isn't it? You've yeah. got to have both. You've got to have the effectiveness to to uh, stop players from turning and ping- pinging balls, but you, then you've also got to know when to uh, when to just give them a good kick. The efficiency of all the front four was tremendous, Rosie. All four, yeah, yeah right. There. And the lowest was Salah with 88 was the lowest. Yeah, all nine out, so nine out of ten of all those yeah. players were good yeah. with excellent presses, yeah. And as we said at the start, position the whole thing, the record number of 
um, possession wins was the result of all this. Fifty-five possession wins plus we had another nine leading to counter attacks and another two leading to shots. So sixty-six yeah. in total. In, in, so yeah, and the, the ball and the ball in playtime was probably what no more than sixty minutes. It's, it's unbelievable. What's the record that Nabis set then for? for oh, the sixty-five six? possession adjusted presses. Sixty-five bloody hell! Yeah. So, yeah, that, so that's uh, that takes some beating. Yeah, I was going to ask him. We're uh, running really running short on time here. I was going to ask Sai about Allison and his distribution. Was he? It was the only slight downer on my heart. My entire first half was was Ali's distribution. But I just want to talk. We'll t- have to touch quickly on the second half for Sai. Um, I know City made a tweak and they got the early goal, and it finished three two. But I honestly thought thought that score three two really flattered City. How how did you see it? Uh, I didn't think it flattered City. I thought that they they played play some tremendous stuff and they easily could have equalised. I, I think it shows the value of Allison. Uh, when they second half they came out and they battered us. We expected them to, but they did, and they easily could have got a second goal within within three or four minutes after the first goal. We were a bit flat. Robbo ran like made a couple of mistakes really early. Yeah, but we have Ali in goal. And mm. and he shut them up. He shut them down. They got a one-on-one with Jesus, exactly how they'd have wanted it. And Ali saved it brilliantly. And that that moment changed the that game. Came from, that sure. came from a pressing fail, didn't it, Rosie? The the Jesus one-on-one. Hendo. Yeah. Hendo. Yeah. yeah. There was three pre- there was three presses leading to shots for City in the second half, and none in the first half. There you go. Oh, um, but but after that, after that, gone. Virgil gave one away. No, I thought that. Um... It was strange why he was so deep for that chance to play him on side. It looked like he was trying to discuss it with Alisson when Kanate was passing the ball out and then thought, oh shit, they've got it back. And then couldn't decide whether he wanted to cover and try and get to Jesus or push and play the line he was caught in, like mixed between playing the offside trap and what to do. Oh, sorry. Did you think um, it was just City up in their game? It was maybe, did we run out of gas a little? Um, it, did the subs. And make a difference for us, or a combination of all of it. I think a combination of all of it. We, I thought we, uh, it was so we we were the better team first half, but mainly we scored in the first yes. half. We didn't really create anything above there. Second half, the first fifteen, they were a little bit better than us, maybe, but we cre- they created the goal from our mistake, and then they and then yeah. we had one chance each. It was a really nice finish then, from Grealish, but low percentage as well. It was it was it was a good finish that was because it wasn't much place in the goal where which wasn't covered by Allison or Trent. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was this it was decent finish. The only thing he did in the match was not true. He he set up uh, Jesus as well, didn't he? Because yeah. he got he, he ran off the back of he was pretty uh, quiet uh, over the rest of the time. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, until seventy-five, until till Naby went off, nothing else really happened for yep. either team. And it, and only when Naby went off, they absolutely they got properly into the game, and it went back and forward, back and forward. It felt like they battered us, but apart from um, Mo had a really good chance, and then um, what and then right, and then, doing now with that header? It just it's just one of those errors, isn't it? It's just another. <laughs> I know, I know they didn't. I, I know, I know it didn't end in shots for us. But I thought our counter-attacking situations from pressing was there was about five roads in the second half, and I thought Salah was absolutely brilliant 
on the, you know yeah. on the ball in the second half. The only thing lacking was it was just that final pass and and, and the finish. But yeah, Diaz that, as well, yeah. Diaz yeah. took the ball down to set up that seller chance, and that was from a, a robo over the top. His control was amazing. He tries to flick it around the uh, stones, and then Jinsenko decides he wants to head it. From about yeah. half a yard, <laughs> but there was a few. There was a few other ones where the final ball wasn't quite there. Yeah, when we were still. Shot, yeah, but yeah. but that's was... that's my criticism of Diaz. I don't think I, I don't think I've seen him put a good pass in yet. Yeah, but um, did, did, did did I mean your most biggest fan as we know, say? But I thought he was tremendous in that second half. What did you think? No, uh, but but it's not it's not that I don't like him. I do like him. It's just no, no, you know what I'm no, like, no, 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 Mo was almost Mo without the the extreme, like I'm closing my eyes and going to backheel it into the top corner of thirty yard confidence that he had in November and December. So he he was positionally right. He was making the right runs at the right time. His touch yeah. was good. It just wasn't quite going. Like even the 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 ran the keeper dink off his foot uh, off his right foot. It was it was inches wide. Yeah. It was just luck. But like that his gen, his, the, he was so I thought he was so threatening in that channel against Zinchenko. Yeah. And, he, and, I, and I, you said I did think Ake defended him quite well one on one in the duel. Ake, Ake tackled him in the box twice. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. Like, and and well, actually, at one point, at one point, he nearly made. He nearly did the city goal. He nearly did the goal that he did earlier in the season. He went past two players inside the box. Do you Trent praise? Just as he was pulling back, Ake got the ball. You have to mention Trent's defending as well, Sai. We haven't touched. Trent haven't touched was it. Trent was absolutely tremendous. Um, yeah. He, I think, he won six out of six duels. He got he won four tackles uh, yeah. within a meter of the box or inside the box. Yeah. Uh, they were running at him, and he just stopped them. Brilliant like, time as well, weren't they? Yeah, hopefully, it was. Hopefully, it, the narrative Maldini is now on dead. The wrong leg. Isn't it? Hopefully, the narrative is, is now it, dead. Is it's been killed by that oh. game. Oh my God! Even the the I don't know you. Did you see the the um, BBC coverage? They literally spent five minutes with pre with pre planned videos proving how terrible a defender he is. Yeah, but then he goes and poses a match like that. Then he, but then yeah. So anyway, it was all if they're there for the, the whole. Yeah, hopefully that's it. As we're here for stats, I wanted to point out one set of stats that I think is is key in this game compared to the first game, right? That um, you the people, the listeners would have heard me ramble on about possession control so far this season, which is is basically all the times a player um, gets gets recovers possession of the ball for for us against all the times they lose possession of the ball for us. Um, Vinaldum was the king of possession control this season. It's Thiago, um, but th- going back to the first fifteen minutes in the first game when we were terrible, right? Um, that that was the difference. And total in the possession control of Trent, um, Van Dyke, uh, Fabinho, and the right-sided eight had um, in the first game had a minus thirteen, and in this game had a positive nine. Yeah, that's a huge swing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. we quite value what this means, but that's massive. That yeah. you've got these lads and they're just not giving the ball away, and that's why we oh. were able to to control the game. And then the opposition are the ones that have to that feel fragile, and and we can create pressure on them, and then they're the ones that panic. 
you can you can post your possession control stuff in the in the in the in the UP channel for the for the for the subscribers anyway. Um, Rosie, final question from you is um, is um, why don't City start Riyad Mahrez? <laughs> it's not for me, is it? It's for Pep. I've no idea. Um, especially with in this, it was absolutely suited for him in this game with Ford. Yeah. Clearly not right after that Atletico game, and um, yeah, I have no idea. I, it's that I, I, if it was my decision, I'd be starting him every week. But he looks tremendous yeah. to me. But anyway, um, no idea. Any any other business chaps? No, we've got United tomorrow. It's just constant, isn't yeah, it? It's constant. <laughs> what I was about to say is that we are back on, we are back on Friday. And listeners, if you're really really lucky, Mister Tandon might be back to host it <laughs> to be confirmed but we will be back it's a single header my god luxury rosie have a luxury a single header i'm definitely hoping that it's not going to be 300 presses against united no no <laughs> it's not but then and then after that we will be back um and then after that it'll be everton and villarreal some point maybe the following the next two pods might both be on fridays yeah. people so it's all it's all we're, we're just reacting to the schedule at the moment trying to fit these in when we can but we really hope that you've enjoyed that one a uh, lot of fun to do this one a lot of effort's gone in as normal but always give us your feedback and until uh, until friday up the reds we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.